Hello and welcome to Tech Crack, the podcast series brought to you by Sync NI. We are Northern Ireland's leading technology and business media company, and this podcast series will see us interview some of the best, brightest, and most influential thought leaders from across NI's business and tech sectors. Find out more on SyncNI.com or follow us across our social media channels. And enjoy. Welcome to Tech Crack. My name is Neve Campbell, and this week I spoke with Colin Duffy about the upcoming 8th annual Bell Tech event. At Belltech, Colm is curating the digital product delivery track, which is new to the conference this year. So we talk all about that, what attendees can expect from Belltech this year, and we also discuss Colm's own career, as he has worked in IT for 30 years. At Allstate, he is currently a senior manager leading innovation research and development and solutions architecture practice. He also leads a council outside of work on developing the talent pipeline of IT professionals and is passionate about creating business value through tech innovations. So yeah, Colm, I know you're one of the curators of this year's Bell Tech. Uh, what can people look forward to from this year's event? Oh, wow. There's loads of interesting talks. Uh, and they all follow the, the standard principle that we've set out for this year, that it's by practitioners for practitioners. It's not about theoretical, we would in these situations do these types of things. It's more, we have done this and it's been done on your doorstep and so can you. You know, so I'm expecting to hear stories that people can relate to that are real-life experiences of how they've either delivered digital products or had specific projects on emerging technologies such as 5G, AI, ML, and how they've actually put those into practice in the economy local to us. And I know you're creating the digital product delivery track uh, you're probably best to explain it to, to me and the listeners more than anyone else. Can you tell me a wee bit more about that? Sure. Um, it's one of the themes that we have uh, that's related around delivering digital products. Uh, we've got morning session talking about, you know, the con- construction of the teams uh, and how the diverse makeup of the teams is important. And then the afternoon session is around basically stories that, about people's experiences and how they got the products out there. Everything from electric storage company and how they very quickly turned around an idea from an industry expert to help disrupt uh, the electric storage industry and electricity usage and generation. Right in the middle of the pandemic, <laughs> of all things, you know, so talk about challenges, they're big enough with a new product, never mind having a COVID pandemic thrown on the top of you and running a team, which has never actually met. Um, so we've got that end of things. Uh, and also we've got some great stories <clears throat> around how we can overcome the, the challenges and getting products out the door with startup companies. So kind of surfing the edge, the wave, in terms of startup ecosystems, hot houses, how to get funding. We've got some great conversations around all of that and everything in between. Yeah, that is a great theme, actually, because I know Northern Ireland's startup ecosystem is, is really thriving at the minute. So it's great to get that sort of help out there. Is that what you're most looking forward to about the event? Or are there any speakers or anything else that you're particularly uh, looking forward to yourself? Well, I'm a little bit biased, you know, being one of the curators i'm going to favor the the section on friday afternoon which i'm looking after um so we have the likes of leanne monk from elemental talking about how their product on social prescriptions takes a different approach and 
uh, and arguably give better results depending on circumstances for um, for the users. So it's not medication that's prescribed as much as the getting out and getting fresh air, getting exercise, or getting um, some social activity prescribed. Everything from art, painting, walking, hill walking, through to other non-medical uh, services. So we've got those, we've got uh, electric storage company, which is a fascinating story. Um, uh, we've, got, we've got Stephen Ray from Lorca. Um, he, he works from Deloitte actually, it's not Lorca, but they run uh, a hothouse or a startup company in London. And Stephen's got a very interesting story about how that works for them, what it means for the companies involved, the startups. We've got a, a good talk from Stephen Shaw in Big Motive about how do we know when we have enough information to start? You know, can we design a product while we're still building it or can we build it while we're just still designing it and how fast can we move without breaking things? And what are those right decisions? You know, so that's going to be a fascinating talk from Stephen. And one of the themes of this, it's not going to be, we know better, you should be doing as we say, because we've done it. That's not the ethos of, of Belltech. Um, this is more of a storytelling. This, these are our experiences. This is what has happened to us. This is how we dealt with it. We're not claiming that we did everything perfectly, but hopefully you will learn something from these stories. And you know, next time you might be telling the story to us about what you did as a result of what you learned. So storytelling and uh, experiential learning is a key part of, of the sessions. And that's for startup companies, for established companies uh, for for the likes of Stephen Ray and, and Deloitte, looking at it from a different perspective, not actually being in a startup company, but what, what's it like looking in from the outside? So there's a fascinating collection coming together for that day. Definitely. You've sort of answered my question a wee bit there, but the next question I was going to ask, Colin, but I was going to say, you know, why should people be interested in Belltech? And I know you've, you've said a lot already about, you know, you're getting the <clears throat> experiences. Do you think that that helps because Northern Ireland is such a small area? Um, you know, the technology community here is, is quite close knit and, and quite helpful, but um, probably taking the words out of your mouth. But yeah, is that, you know, is that one of the reasons you think people should definitely be involved? Maybe people that are starting out in their tech careers and are thinking, oh, Bell Tech is just for more experienced techies or, or senior leaders. Um, Belltech's Bell for <clears throat> anyone in Northern Ireland who's interested in technology or technology products or launching companies uh, that might involve technology. It's of value, I think, to a wide range of, um, on, of an audience because it could be that you have an idea, but you don't know what to do. You don't know who to connect with. You don't know what it might even look like or how much pain you might be asking to, to endure. You might have a great and technology, but not know how to make it into a product. Um, for example, one of our talks in the morning is really basically about how customers don't really care about your sexy tech stack. <laughs> they want features, they want functionality. They don't really care if you've got kind of this handle or, or that feature in tech, or if it's multi-layered, or if it's microservice-based or micro front ends, or whether it's running an AWS or cloud. They just want solutions. Uh, and many times in the past, not so much recently, but you know, say 10 years ago, a lot of the tech solutions would have been heavy tech focused and consumers put up with inconveniences. 
those days are gone. So we need to be more aware of the need to design products with that human perspective, human-centric design, also known as design thinking. That's a key tool in designing the right products that are going to hit that sweet spot for the consumers. And then understanding how to get the products out with those valuable features as early as possible, because it's only when people start to use things that you get the feedback and you understand what works, what doesn't work, and you know, then you can figure out what the next best action is going to be. So if you're interested in developing products based on technology, partly or wholly, you know, it doesn't have to be fully, you know, the electric storage company, you know, it's about electricity, but it's about big data and getting a product out there, their, their story is interesting as an example, but how they got the product out in difficult circumstances, but getting it out there is daunting. Hearing the stories from others about how they got it out there could be very reassuring uh, and very informing to help any prospective tech entrepreneur understand what might lie ahead of them. How do you think Northern Ireland's technology landscape has changed or evolved throughout the last year um, and just throughout since, since the pandemic and since the lockdown began? That's a really good question. Um, I think you can look long more broadly than just Northern Ireland when you're answering that. Um, in many ways, in the past, we've been disadvantaged because we are in Northern Ireland and to get to any uh, client, customer, investor, it's a day's journey you know, for an hour's meeting. You know, four or five hours travel each side for a two or three hour meeting in London. Uh, Dublin's a little bit easier. USA is much harder. But with the pandemic, it's kind of leveled the playing field for everyone in that no longer is a meeting room um, full of maybe the majority of people in the physical presence in the room and one or two people remote. It's almost now that everybody is remote. So it's leveled the playing field for us in many ways. I think that should help Northern Ireland because now we can have the same conversation in seconds with somebody in California, although the time difference is always still there, <laughs> as we can with somebody in London or in Carrickfergus. You know, so I think it, I think that helps. And during kind of times of, of, of challenge, you have to find a way. So necessity is the mother of invention. Uh, and I think there are opportunities lying in this uh, pandemic challenge for us as well. Life will probably not be exactly the same as it was a year and a half ago. I think there's some of the changes came with the pandemic, working from home um, less. Uh, commuting less days in the office, a fewer days in the office for every employee. Those changes in life will bring new needs and therein lies new opportunities. And it's for those types of things that I hope the, the tech community and entrepreneurial community in Northern Ireland can use Bell Tech to figure out you know, what we might do differently and how we might lead in another way, because we do lead in many ways from Northern Ireland. Yeah. And for the fact that, you know, you think that life will never be the same, um, you know, I'm sure lots of people very much agree. And for young people coming now, coming out of university, coming out of school into, into that landscape of work that that is going to be so different. Uh, I know, Colm, you lead an educational partnership outside of work on developing that talent pipeline of IT professionals. 
why do you think you know that's so important now in the future because there is a digital skills shortage uh across the, across the entire uk and ireland but you know particularly here focusing in northern ireland why do you think it's so important to have that constant pipeline of young people interested in it and interested in tech um coming out of universities and schools um <clears throat> well it's very important firstly because it's needed right um <laughs> so that's the obvious answer but there's another kind of hidden beneath this and that in the tech industry we've been incredibly fortunate uh, that we are able to work remotely um many people can't do that because their job the nature of the work they do demands that they have physical presence doctors nurses delivery uh, distribution all the frontline services frontline services that we've heard about over the last year uh, and then there's others that aren't frontline services and the demand has disappeared for their roles and it, you know there's many challenges coming from that but within the tech industry I would say the vast majority of companies have been able to manage somehow for the majority of their staff to work almost completely virtual. And that's that's an indicator of a, a resilient technology, um, or not technology, but a resilient industry. Being able to change how we work almost overnight and continue to deliver practically the same service, and in some cases better, higher productivity with less commute, you know, those, those indicators to me make a career in technology a very attractive career for many of the younger generation, you know, when they're making decisions about where do they go, this might help inform their decision. But also the fact that, you know, some of the most interesting people who work in technology aren't programmers. Um, We've got a whole day in Belltech dedicated to the non-engineering track, to delivering digital products, you know, multidisciplinary teams, delivering products faster. There's a lot of human in this. There's a lot of human-centric design thinking. There's a lot of creativity and art and non-engineering, non non-techy, non-software in these solutions. So those will hopefully attract some of that broader talent pipeline. Um, <clears throat> but why it's important is really, you know, it has a wide, varied career. It has a somewhat resilient um, craft that can be applied, not just locally, but globally and virtually and physically in person uh, and the world over. What, what got you interested in working IT? Because I know you're now a senior manager you know, leading innovation and research and development in Allstate, but how does how does one get there? You know, how did you start out or how did you realize that this was the career for you? I'll start by saying some of the most interesting people I know still are trying to figure out what they want to be when they grow up. <laughs> um, and yeah, I'm not uh, 21 anymore um, and I'm still looking to figure out what I'm going to be when I grow up. <laughs> But that's part of the beauty of IT um, or technology related roles is that it's not anymore the case where uh, you've got a job for life and you're going to be doing the same thing for life. And you have to make that decision almost at 14 to start setting the direction of where you want to go and 16 for your A-levels and then go to university. Um, there are many different paths. Some of the most interesting people I work with 
are not um, people who have done their primary degree in IT. Mm -hmm. there's, there's a couple in particular I'm thinking of. One is a, uh, used to be a dentist, <laughs> right? Had his own practice um, and has gone through IT career and then now has a different career altogether. Uh, another one did a, her primary degree in, I think it was geology, you know? Um, another one did his primary degree in music. And these people that I'm thinking of, I'm not going to name them, but they're some of the best, you know? So the point I'm trying to make here is that you don't have to set your uh, sights and stick to it and say, that's me for the rest of my life. You can take a non-straight line in your career. And I've done the same thing uh, as many others have. I'm maybe in my seventh or eighth role in IT, you know, there's variations within that and they have slightly different titles, but I'm not doing the job now that I started. Uh, I have different interests now. I was very interested in technology because it was emerging. I think that's the key thing which has driven me forward. I'm always uh, kind of crest of the wave type individual. I'm looking for what's new. What, how can I make sense of this ill-defined world, this yet to be uh, mature technology or area? And that's where why I've landed where I am at the moment with uh, technology innovation, research and development and technology architecture. That's my uh, wheelhouse. Um, some people love that crest of the wave and some people like it to be a little bit better organized and a little bit more predictive. Thing is within IT and technology, there's something for almost everyone, be it working with people, design thinking, planning, organizing, or running the business around those technology products or, or doing the research and development. So, yeah, I'm not sure if that answers your question or not. So you can tell no, me. It, it does definitely. I'm just thinking that that guy that did dentistry, he'd be handy while <clears throat> having in the office if you ever were a toothache or anything. <laughs> yeah, he didn't like that much. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this week's episode of Tech Crack. For all things tech and business in Northern Ireland, visit syncni.com. Have a good week.